Transmissions from the Dark Side is a tongue-in-cheek look at anthology horror, covering adult themes and concepts in very childish ways. Parental guidance is suggested. Missions from the Dark Side. A doctor. A monster. A shrew of a wife who's not really that bad. Barful, if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 90s horror anthology monsters and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss. With me, via the power of the internet, my two best friends in the whole wide world, if it isn't Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. Yay! How are you both doing this evening? Yeah, so good. Uh, So good to hear. So good to hear. If this is your first time around these parts, what we do is we watch Anthology Horror. We're watching a show called Monsters. We are in the third season, the final season of Monsters. The second episode of that season, it's called Murray's Monster. And before we get into our Dark Side guests, we gotta open up the Transmissions Mailbag. Oh, it's sweet. sweet. Oh, boy. Let's... Let's uh, go back in time. Um, we have comments that we've never read, guys. Oh, great. Oh, what fun. What excitement. What excitement. <laughs> what pieces of shit we are. Just, just trash bots. Uh, well, let's talk about the first thing. Uh, we are currently bi-weekly. Uh, we, yeah. are, we are taking a step back from the weekly podcast that we've been really was super consistent for three of the yep, four yep, years yep. <laughs> you might be saying what weekly podcast <laughs> <laughs> you might you might be wondering huh this this show used to be weekly because right now it certainly feels like whenever they want to put one out <laughs> and you would be correct uh but all that aside yeah we are going bi-weekly so we can be more consistent and uh, be there for you. So that is the first one. Um, I'm looking at our uh, posts on social media, and a lot of them are, sorry, the episode's late. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what can you do? What can you do? Oh, well, let's go back in time to January 20th, uh, when we watched a little... What a simpler time. I'd just like to say. January 20th, when the world seemed to be our oyster, where we had such huge plans. But here we go. Um, uh, It is an episode, episode 160, by the Silver Waters of Lake Champlain. Champlain. This was from Creepshow 2019. Way back. Way back in time. We have two comments. One from William Tebow. Always good to hear. Oh, Bill Tebow. Hey, buddy. Always good to hear from... Always good to hear from Bill Tebow. I uh, said, Matt Rose needs to write or get someone else to write the stories for his dark side guesses. They're so evocative. Yeah. Oh, oh my. You do well, have thank the best you very dark much. side guesses by far. Well, thank Matt you. Matt and I are pieces of shit. It. Oh, I'm a garbage can. 
Yeah. Wait till you hear uh, today's. I suspect this week is no exception. <laughs> also, a fantastic comment from Michael Watkins of Yay! Bonus section. And we do put the bonus back into that episode. I can't recall okay. what it was, but hey, we, we did it. You commented on it. I read it eventually. What was when? When was that comment? January twentieth, two thousand. Oh, 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 two thousand. Uh, that was the uh, the we did the hard hitting profile of Lake Titicaca. <laughs> we really... no, it was Lake Champlain. Where did I get Titicaca from? Because Titicaca is always on your mind. Because comedy. Okay, cool. Yep. <laughs> Um, big shout outs to anybody who assisted another podcast that I do called Roach Coach. Uh, we sold some t-shirts online and we had a few transmissionees come out and support. So thank you so much for your support on that. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. Great. I really appreciate that. I won't name any names, but Michael Watkins, you're my hero. Uh, oh, yay, Michael <laughs> uh, that, that leads us to us closing up the old mail pad. <laughs> oh that's a good one that's a good one thanks i like that here we go murray's monsters we guess what the episode's about based on title alone who would like to go first i can go murray's monster it's show and tell day at abernathy elementary and second grader murray's got a special surprise for mrs gulliver but mrs gulliver has a surprise of her own Oh my! Ooh, what? What's the right. surprise? I, I don't know. <laughs> don't open the okay. box. I will go next. Murray's monster. Murray Lansky couldn't catch a break. He had a dead end job, no friends, and a one room apartment above a laundromat. Things began to look up, however, when Murray stumbled upon Rabbi Judah Lau's journal at a rare bookstore. Closely following the directions in the book, Murray went about creating his own golem. After placing, placing the word Emmet on the golem's forehead, it opened its eyes and stared at its new master. Bitter against a world he fed, felt had wronged him since birth, Murray sent the golem out to enact his vengeance. Fortunately for Eli Newman, one of the intended victims, this wasn't the only copy, copy of Rabbi Lau's journal. Whoa! Anyone familiar with the uh, the Golem of Prague? Uh, that is where I got my idea. Very cool. I like it. <clears throat> Murray's monster. Murray has a monster that he's not allowed to talk about. It's not obvious to everyone, but those who know do their best to stay away from him. Everyone Murray shows the monster to is forever changed. The monster lives in Murray's pants. <laughs> <laughs> and it's coming for you, Samuel L. Bronkowitz. <laughs> Unfortunately, none of those guesses were correct. So, Jen, please hit us up with the sweet deets. Sweet deets. All right, guys, we watched Murray's Monster Season 3, Episode 2. Uh, this episode aired October 7th, 1990. Here is the description from IMDb. IMDb. A black comedy about a psychiatrist who attempts to use a man who can turn into an unstoppable monster whenever his repressed anger is let loose through hypnosis to get rid of his annoying wife. It's a, an oddly constructed sentence, uh, but uh, but the spirit of it is there. Points. 
Uh, this episode was written and directed by Scott Alexander. Uh, Scott Alexander hasn't done much. He's only written um, The People vs. Larry Flint, Big Eyes, Ed Wood, Dolomite is My Name, Man on the Moon, and American Crime Story. Okay. Uh, sure. Wait, I, uh, yeah, go so ahead. So a nobody. A nobody is what you're yes. saying. <laughs> Sherwin was played by Joe Flaherty. Uh, oh, Joe Flaherty. Classic uh, uh, SCTV uh, comedian, Count Floyd. Uh, great run. Uh, he was the dad on Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks. Uh, also starred in Maniac Mansion. Did you guys watch Maniac Mansion? The Maniac game? Mansion? I did not. It, it, was a, it was a sitcom for quite a long time. Also, I don't know if it was, be, if it was inspired by the game or based on the game, or if it just happened to be, now I'm going to look up Maniac Mansion. I I remember it was some, like, I thought it was like an early 90s thing. Interesting. I, well, I, I remember, remember that it was, was like an FMV video game. Uh, so it was on uh, three seasons, 1990 to 1993. Comedy sitcom about an, an amiable mad scientist who moves into his... his I'm sorry... <clears throat> Sitcom about an amiable mad scientist who moves his family into a home inhabit- inhabited by a sentient meteor. <laughs> was this was this early Fox? Was this on Fox? This feels very Canadian to me. Yeah, uh, yeah that definitely it, feels it, it, very it Canadian, and it also feels like nuked. Um, yes, that yeah. is exactly what I was thinking. Nuked was a Fox like show. Yeah. that only Matt and I remember because I only think it was on for like two episodes. And no, I, was on, I, think, I think it was on for, for more than two episodes, but I think you can get the entire run of episodes that they had produced at like cons and stuff. Though I, I can't imagine that the nuked table gets swamped. Uh, tr- did you know, trivia, it was later revealed in the show about the connection to the popular video game. The events of the show take place about 20 years after the time frame of the video game. Fred Edison is the son of the character Weird Ed. It is believed he was named Fred after the character of Dr. Fred. Like his grandfather, Fred Edison is also a doctor, although it is unsure what his doctorate is in. It is believed <laughs> the character in the game are presumably deceased and have willed the mansion and its scientific equipment to Fred Edison. Did you guys play Maniac Mansion? No, it was always on the computer at Radio Shack. Yeah. It was always on the Tandy. Yeah. Like to show off the CD-ROM that that computer had. Right. <laughs> oh, man, I uh, forgot about Tandy computers. Luann was played by Miriam Flynn. Uh, Miriam was cousin Catherine in uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, Christmas Vacation, Vegas Vacation. Uh, she had a small part as a costume dresser in Waiting for Guffman. Debbie was played by Teresa Ganzel. Uh, she was in the 60s. She was the matinee lady on uh, the Carson show. She doesn't seem to be old enough to be the matinee lady. No, she really doesn't. No. Uh, she was also in The Toy and Transylvania 65000. Oh, God. I have seen oh that gosh. movie like way more than anybody sh- should. I have at least did you have seen it on it. Betamax? I believe we did. I've seen I it. I haven't seen it in 30 years, but I remember thinking it was great. I saw it like five or six times. Yeah. Oh. And wow. uh, it is not great. It is not good at all. But now, is Transylvania six five thousand the one with Gina 
Davis. Ed Begley Jr. Ed Begley Jr. And, and um, the Mandel. fly. Isn't uh, what's his face in it? Oh, right. It's not Howie Mandel. I always think it's Is Howie. Is it Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. It's Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Okay, all right. Because there was also one that had Gilda Radner and Gene Wilder. Right. Haunted Honeymoon. Haunted Honeymoon. Thank you. I, they came out around the same time, and I don't know. I was a kid. It, yeah. Who knows? I'm mad. But it's anyway. okay. Um, Murray was played by Marvin Kaplan. Uh, he was in uh, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. I'm sorry. It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Uh, he was also Henry on Alice. And uh, the monster was played by Colin Denman. Uh, Colin is an Emmy Award winning makeup artist. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. He, uh, he did uh, makeup for Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, American oh, Gods, Dark wow. Trek Discovery. Holy crap. Yeah. And uh, uh, and so that's the uh, the cast. Honey, it's family uh. hour. There must be something on. Ooh, Christmas Christmas, my favorite cat. Hey, oh hey, dig this. It's monster. Favorite show. Shh. Hey, cool daddies. Calm down yourselves. It's starting. Ooh. Let's Ooh. watch it. Watch yeah, it. Let's watch Roy Donk. The door from the dark side swings wide open, even though it's the monsters. And Joe Flaherty, Count Floyd, season three, baby. <laughs> uh guys i liked this episode oh i like this episode too but we need i did not i did not dislike the episode we need to talk about a lot of stuff in this episode because this is if you didn't know an episode where you need just gently to, take your cheek your cheek your tongue you take your tongue <laughs> well prepare your cheek prepare your cheek step one prepare cheek Step two, prepare tongue. Step three, <laughs> lovingly push that tongue against Just that cheek. As far as, as that shit's going to go. Here's the thing. I think this is the first time in Monsters or Tales from the Dark Side history that one of these tongue-in-cheek comedic episodes works. And I think it is because the script is better than any of the other tongue-in-cheek episodes. And I think the cast is up is just about up to the level of the script. It, it had Joe Flaherty. It but had Joe me. Flaherty could have been the shit one too. This the script he, had a lot of funny stuff have, in it. He could have, but he elevated. And there were actually there was actually one joke. I don't remember what it was right now. Um, but I actually laughed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I laughed about the watch. I I love well <laughs> Joe Flaherty's <laughs> presentation. <laughs> Joel Flaherty's presentation saves the day on a lot of these lines. You yeah. could tell yeah. that the writers were like, we get to write jokes, and they were swinging for the fences. For the fences. Yeah. This thing is loaded with one-liners, zingers, ad-libs. Um, but Joe Flaherty worked on SCTV. He knows how to play this. Yeah. Because yeah. there is yeah. so much stuff in this episode 
that absolutely reads like a writer's room that it just okay. it yeah. just reads like i need i need three ways to say that this watch is cheap you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. Give, you know and it's just like okay grab bag how would you say this but watch I is cheap but i think that kind of goes to the the tongue in cheek sort of there's like almost sort of a a self referential like like view of like the trope almost like it's a very winking like even the beginning so we start this episode and the um you know the guy's talking to his therapist uh and he's complaining about his wife you know she's awful she's too perfect uh but he can't get a divorce from her because he doesn't have any free will and then uh she cooks she cleans she controls yeah uh which is a great poster tagline for uh <laughs> my robot mom uh and then it is revealed that uh that's not his therapist that is uh that's his His assistant yeah Yeah. that's funny yeah i mean classic comedy turn yeah really well executed unfortunately it also makes joe flaherty's doctor character the rapiest human being in monsters oh he's yeah well well, we'll we'll get to rapiest at the end of the episode, but at the during award season. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that his uh, his assistant is in the main lobby, and uh, there's a new patient for the doctor to see. Uh, the doctor's first name is Sherwin. Uh, his last name I don't even remember. Williams. <laughs> it's it's Sherwin Chester. Sherwin Chester. And his new patient, Murray Van Pelt, is there. Now, guys, I don't know if you described Murray Van Pelt the moment you saw him. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually did not. I described what he looked like when he transformed. I guess I would describe him, like, as if you saw a penis that got out of a cold bathtub and then you put some glasses (laughs) on it. Some Coke bottle specs. Wait. <laughs> he, uh, I'm sorry, Matt, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. So, so just a turtlenecked. <laughs> a button on a fur coat. Perfect. <laughs> yep. I described him as Dilbert's boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I can definitely see that. He, he has a look. Um, he does. He reminded me of one of the characters in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Uh, but I don't remember what that guy's name is. So just watch that movie. It's it's good. Just watch that movie. It's Just watch it. <laughs> it won all five Oscars, guys. But, you know, if you haven't seen it, maybe you should. That's all I'm saying. Uh, th- this this first act is, is all about establishing what a shit doctor uh, yes. that this guy that uh, Sherwin is. Uh, He's a shitty person. He's a really shitty doctor. And this episode doesn't do a ton of, um, there's, there's really no haunted exposition dump in here. It is, I mean, the new patient comes in, he starts talking about his life and, uh, and Sherwin just walks out of the room because he's so bored. (laughs) Yeah. He's hypnotized. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he hypnotized him. So, so here's Um, the thing that we did not say about Murray. He is incredibly nebbish. Yeah. And he is also voiced in a very, very Woody Allen way. Yeah. Um, I can see that. 
uh, you know, they they've definitely give him they've definitely given the nerdlinger esque voice where I don't know what to do with my life. You know, like he sounds pitiful. Yeah. Yeah. And Joe Flaherty is like, I'm gonna put you under hypnosis. Look at this watch. Is that a Rolex? It's like Polex. I don't know. That, that was that was a, that was a Timex, is what that was. I, it doesn't even work. It, it's just for the hypnotist. Yeah. <laughs> he counts like down from ten and basically gets to nine, and this guy is hypnotized. Yeah. And um. This guy was exhausted. Yeah, this guy was real. Poor real. little Murray. He had a hard day. He's a sleepy, weepy little man. He's a place to go crash. Get off his back, Matt. Jesus Christ. Can't Murray sleep? <laughs> well, let's talk about it. This is the point of our our first transition for Murray, correct? Uh, well, no, that it's it's in a little bit because this is when Jen... Jen mentioned that the doctor leaves the room as because Murray basically starts doing the doctor's job for him, telling him about how like, Oh, well I had a very domineering mother and a, and a very weak father and blah, blah. So he just walks out of the office and goes and flirts with the secretary a little bit more. Uh, then comes back. Flirting, it's like, Hey, let me grab well, you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he it, has a real Joe Biden implies, subtlety. <laughs> Flirting implies uh, both ways. You're, you didn't you're think right. we were going to get political, but here we oh, are. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the the doctor walks back in as Murray is talking about um, how because he didn't have any strong role models, uh, he basically had to create them with his imaginary friends, uh, and so. The the doctor starts yelling at him. Uh, I mean, this was this was a real get confident, stupid moment. <laughs> and uh, he starts telling Murray that he wants to see angry Murray. I want to see the thing that you keep bottled up. Uh, and that is when Murray hulks out and becomes a gorilla, gorilla boy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did did anybody describe uh, what the gorilla looked like? I did, I did not. not. Oh man! It's all you. <laughs> okay. Is... Uh, so he looked like uh, what David Johansson and Patton Oswalt's gorilla son would look like, and also <laughs> uh, and also Harry Danzig. Ooh, yep. Harry Danzig. Oh, like Harry Danzig. Well, like Danzig now, not Danzig in, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. 70s, right? I will say that the transformation worked for me. I thought it was a good transformation. It did. It looked cool. That, like, splitting off. Yeah, of, uh, it looked yeah, like his skin was splitting, the pants were splitting. Yeah. I mean, it could have just been how low-res YouTube is. Because, once again, yeah. this is not on any streaming services. So, I'm watching... Uh, I'm watching my hero, my YouTube heroes, copied over from Chiller. <laughs> whoever's putting these up, thank you. I appreciate it. We yeah. all appreciate it. The show is in your debt. Sounds sarcastic. It's not. I mean it. You did a real good job. 
I do. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, who is it? I have his name right here. It is Barry Robinson. Barry, Thank you, Barry Robinson. Barry Robert, Robinson coming through in a big way by posting yeah. every episode of Monsters on YouTube and not getting a single copyright strike. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. Is like, And he hasn't been arrested by the FBI yet. So, cool. Well, once this transition is complete... He he snaps him up and awake by saying, "You're out of the trance." Three, two, one, and then yep. and, good and then old Murray, Murray is says, back. Ah, Doc, I thought you were going to hypnotize me. Yoink! And that is the first break, and we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. <laughs> I mean, when I think of great theme songs. <laughs> when I think of te- I, I really like them to tie into the spirit of the show and the name. So, like. Well, I mean, let's let's run down some of our favorite TV, TV theme songs. The Flintstones. Sure. Classic. Uh, classic. Law and Order. That, oh, yeah. That's a good one. I, I love The Greatest American Hero to this day. Oh, I think that's so a great good. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah Maniac yeah, Mansion comes to mind. <laughs> What just happened? I, I wish that I could. I, I wish that I could have seen the trailer. Well, okay. It looks kind of like the opening to Cheers. Yeah, it it, it is. A but pan, aren't they maniacs? It, no, it. I have no idea. It is a pan <laughs> over newspaper clippings about a uh, about a meteor landing near a mansion. You know. Um, Wait, why is the... <laughs> Let's just... Why does the meteor talk? Let's just... Let's try to get into this again. Okay. Like, is this a... Why is it Kate Bush? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. First things first, when, whenever you choose somebody to sing your theme song, make sure they can't sing. I think sure. that's that's a first. That's step one. Uh, that's uh, Jane Sibbery. You're kidding me. Nope. Nope. 
Jane Sidbury, she had an album that I never picked up in the 90s. Yeah, but uh, I'm trying to remember well, what she see. was. Well, let's see. You know, it made it two seasons. Maybe season two sounds a little bit different. <laughs> Wait a second. She's saying in a family of geniuses? We're 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 a family G. What? We're a family G. Okay, no, we gotta go back. Okay. In the family gene, there's a glimmer of a dream. Okay. I can't, I oh, can't... man. The series was created by Eugene Levy? Oh! Yes, you're right. Bravely Salem Chart Seeds. Okay, so in 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 the family Pray gene, for, there's a glimmer of a dream. Of a dream. Pray for Salem chart geez. uncharted seas. Oh, uncharted seas. Okay. Okay, let's go back. I think we're we're cracking the cloak the code. Glimmer okay. of a dream. Brave and sail uncharted seas. Bacon chances. Ain't enough. The highs and lows. Of other stuff. Okay. Well, all right. We're going back. The highs and lows will take the, lows the lot. Will take a lot. We'll take the lot, I think. The lot? Okay. I think so. I think, I think yeah, I think that's it. Sorry. I'm gonna, we're going to go back. Right before our eyes, eyes, eyes. eyes will find Fine. happiness and peace to find. Jill's phrasing on this is insane. Yes. Let's get, but you know what? Let's really, let's really launch it for this name okay. of the show. There's a fly that's a person, too. So, Yeah, that's one of the characters in the show. Huh. 
so after we finish monsters. Right, straight into maniac. Straight man. to maniac mansion. Mansion. Maniac mansion. You're a maniac, and I'm a maniac, and she's a maniac, 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 maniac. You're a mansion. I'm a fly, I'm your uncle, I'm your uncle, fly, and I'm voiced by Jane Sibbery, and I'm a fly. We need to watch an episode just to see if a Jane Sibbery fly shows up and is like, you know, they're having like a... I'm writing angry letters to Eugene Levy. (laughs) (laughs) Still is retconned in there. Eugene, I'm rewatching Maniac Mansion. You you gave us a fly character. You should have gave us two, and one of them voiced by Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dumbfounded by yeah. that. Um, I never played the Nintendo game. I never played Maniac Mansion, and I think the game that I'm thinking of in the Tandy was actually Seventh Guest. Oh yeah, probably because. When I was when I was looking up so I could watch the trailer with you guys, uh, the the screenshots that I saw of the game definitely did not look like they were something you would see from a CD realm. Oh, okay, it, then maybe it was Seventh Guest. It was definitely I, I, Seventh. Yeah, Seventh Guest would would probably be CD realm. Back for more Seventh Guest. I can't even I can't even explain how much time I played. Like I would play it over and over again. Whereas Maniac Mansion, I remember being like a real screwball weirdo, nearly yeah. text-based adventure type of thing, because of how much, I- how many items you would have. All right. Well, that's uh, me misremembering everything. So let's get back to what I do recall right now, uh, and we're back. What a way to start a second act. By having someone off screen yell, feet! Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My man uh, Flaherty walks in and he's going to walk on the carpet and you just hear feet and it browbeats him into taking his shoes off and putting on his house shoes. But he's very excited to tell his wife what happened today because he just saw a monster and he thinks it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his wife is a little more interested in being batshit cuckoo bananas. <laughs> she yeah, is she's she... on another planet. Yeah. She's really uh, mothering so... him. It's turned up to 10. Go ahead, Maddie. Uh, I was just going to say, like, he, he keeps trying to tell her, like, I saw a guy turn into a gorilla today. And cuck, like, cuck, 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 cuck says what? Cuck says what? <laughs> what do you say, my little cuck? Oh, cucky, cuck, 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 cuck. I write immediately. Um, Sherman needs to toss a batch in this lady. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a gentleman, and I also am disgusting. Uh you forgot father. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What would you imagine their sex is like? Non-existent. Uh, yeah, not non-existent. Uh, so she says something th- when he keeps trying to tell her about like the ape man. 
Uh, she says, you know what you sound like you need? A hot cooked meal. Am I the only person who think that's a weird phrase? Did I've heard a hot cooked I, meal or a home she, she said hot cooked meal. I went back and okay. I listened. And it was like, well, I've heard home cooked meal and I've heard hot meal, but I've never heard hot cooked meal. Uh, I have never heard hot cooked meal. Well, here's the thing in this family, there's a gene. (laughs) (laughs) The fly's name is Gene. Yeah, she is just dominating him. She's straight up Smothers Brothers. She's really mothering him. And now it's time to sit down for easily one of my least favorite dinner scenes of all time. (laughs) Where we get introduced to the food item called Farfel. So Uh, for a second, I thought... That she was mispronouncing farfalle? Yes, that's what I thought. And then they make the mistake of showing this beige paste. (laughs) And it's like, that's not a noodle at all. It just looks like big oats. Uh, Big oats to you, Matt. Big oats to you, Matt. (laughs) Big big oats. And we'll catch you next time on Farfalle Talk. Slam that like Could you just do me a favor and just smash that like button? Make sure to hit the bell as well. You know, you got to get notifications (laughs) for our next video. Like button. What I think I came out with was life bucket. (laughs) Make sure you fill that life bucket up with your likes. That life bucket. Uh, I looked up Farfel. Yes. What did you find? Is it is it a real thing or did they make it up? Uh, it is. It is uh, uh, a small pellet or flake shaped pasta used in Ashkenazi Jewish culture. It is made from oh. an egg noodle dough and is frequently toasted before being cooked. It can be served in soups or as a side dish. So, uh, you know, like couscous or... Yeah, called egg barley. Huh. Uh, that actually sounds really good. I thought so, too. Well, but it might be good Farfel once. doesn't really... Uh... Twice. But for 23 nights in a row? You fucking kidding me? Hey. He talks about how he misses big, juicy steaks. I mean, what man doesn't, guys? Come on. Am I right? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> This show's taking a lot of twists and turns. <laughs> I want a steak and a beer in the NFL in Canada. Oh, Grey Cup. Um, this is a bland ass farfall. Yeah, so this is a, a weird dinner. You can see that. So it's it's all setting up Joe Flaherty to have the idea to uh, to have Murray murder his wife. But he doesn't get that he's a cuck because she is talking about the yoga instructor, Jean Derue. And you can tell that this is her Jean-Luc from the International Coffee commercial. Yeah. Because <laughs> not, not only is she eating Farfel for the 23rd night in a row, 
she says this amazing line on for why they're eating Farful is because you need to be smiling on the inside and on the outside. Outside. Yep. Yeah. And if that ain't uh, clear your lower GI of everything that's in there, I don't know what is. <laughs> Let's go back to the office. Well, no, no, no. We we have to go to. Um, isn't isn't this where the doctor calls? Oh, that's right. He does call and tells. Um, and tells our good friend. Yeah, he calls Murray, him in the middle of the night, and he's like, "Murray, you're you're a real sick man. You're worse uh, than I thought. Don't go, don't, yeah, don't go into work tomorrow. Uh, what you need to do is you need to come into the office first thing in the morning. Right so, away, Doctor says more. <laughs> so, uh, Sherwin, I think this is when he shows up, and he he. Doesn't he bring his assistant a rose? He does. And he, he mentions several yes. times that he wants to take her to Paris. Yes. Because yeah. he, he yeah. is hiding yeah. under her desk. Yeah. Oh, I, don't, I did not miss that. I missed that. Yeah. yeah. Assistant, my note is assistant gets into work, finds a rose on her desk. Sherwin ambushes her. Because, I mean, he just jumps out of nowhere. He's like, you like the flower? You like the flower? Like, Guys, it was a simpler time. And uh, this was this was courting behavior. <laughs> it was a simpler time when consent was optional. An idea. I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something you get from yoga instructors who made you eat farful. Well, in walks Murray. He's super excited to get into it. So they're like, hey, uh, let's just go to the office and let this get going. He hypnotizes him instantly. And then... um. I, I keep writing because their banter back and forth. I'm like, these writers have really gone for it. It was <laughs> dense. It was dense with, with jokes. I, I liked this. The, so the, we're this about to get goes... to my favorite part. Okay. This is the part where he talks about all the things he hates. Well, okay. So he hypnotizes him and nearly immediately gets him to become the beast. And then yes. once he's the beast... Uh, the doctor asks him, what's bothering you? What are your suppressed anger? And then I write down, oh, I think this guy's getting ready for a comedy set at Mark Ridley's. I, oh my God. That is exactly where I was going to go was, why didn't he talk about going to Starbucks and yep. he just wants a coffee? And yep. also, what's with parking in Royal Oak? <laughs> He, he just becomes a rage monster and it's all like I'm tired of people who don't turn left in red lights or at, uh, at green lights I'm, I'm sick of long lines at the DMV I'm sick of people who don't use their turn signal I'm sick of needing two forms of ID for a check or being a small guy with glasses and getting picked on like these are these are all things that yep. you would have heard so it's, it's yeah. all from the id is what uh, Joe Flaherty is saying it's like yeah uh, so he's, he's so he sets up and he goes, hey, tonight, Murray, you're eating at this guy's house. And uh, I'm, you're going to attack my wife when you... Well, he oh, says, I'm... you're, you're going to... So, no, no, no. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> B 
but it's very important that we that we point out exactly how vague his statement is of when you hear the post-hypnotic word farfel, you will attack whoever says that word and you will do whatever you want with that controlling, manipulating person. Cool. Uh, where he says you, you take them to a distant place and you do whatever you want with them. And that's when I wrote down this. I think this beast is going to fuck her raw. Yeah. (laughs) So he says that vague ass line and then it's dinner time. Yes. And now, of course, she doesn't make farful. She makes steak. A big steak. I just wanted to point out that Murray has apparently never eaten salad before because he's just shot. Like he's bouncing off his face. Like you can see. That an actual leaf of lettuce bounces off his face. Um, though maybe on YouTube you guys couldn't see it, but on uh, <laughs> I mean, one blur definitely mashed some blurs into his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so yeah, uh, Luann goes into the next room. Well, so hold on, Luann. Luann nags him, uh, where she's like, "Oh well." You know, maybe you should chew your food uh, and then goes into the kitchen to get the main course, brings it out. And this is the only time in his life Sherman has looked excited for Farfel. Yeah. Uh, and she opens the lid and lo and behold, they are the grayest steaks I've ever seen. Oh, just overcooked and ruined. And- I didn't yeah, know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, in the superior, the superior version I watched, they were still gray as fuck and disgusting. Though, even if they would have been well cooked, I still would have thought they were disgusting. But and he's like, uh, "Where, where's the stuff?" <laughs> yeah, this, this is what I want. Well, so and she gets, she gets really upset because she was just trying to quote make her man happy, um, and. Uh, God, that's when she says, well, I like, I thought you didn't like Farfel. You know, cut to uh, Harry Danzig in the room, and he grabs her, and I, I guess he just kind of, like, fireman's carries her out yeah. of the house or something. Um, and that is, well, one thing that I liked was that he kicked the door off the hinges. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, uh, I liked that, yep. Uh, and then Sherwin just picks up a steak with his bare hands and, like a caveman, eats the obviously lukewarm steak. And uh, all the credit to, to Joe Flaherty. He doesn't he barf after it. taking that bite. Yeah, he yeah. he looked like he was eating food. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to let these $2 cuts go to waste. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was, let's face it, that was, that was like five steakums stapled together. That was craft services for the day, so. Yeah, let me just say that that was one-fifth of the budget. <laughs> uh, and that is the act break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. I posted today on Twitter that I've reached the train part of being a, a parent. Oh, she loves trains now? Yeah, she loves trains. Oh, that's great. 
we watched a video and it was new trains like you know it's like 500 you know 151 trains in california and it's literally like a guy who sets up a tripod and a train goes by and then it's just cuts non-stop cuts of trains and she just she's wrapped oh yeah it's, and it's Dada, what train is that <laughs> 151, uh, 151 trains. They're all trains. <laughs> so then, like, but I can't be like, I don't care. Because <laughs> that is... Because <laughs> that is what we call terrible parody. So I'm like, I don't know anything about trains. So what do I know? Here's what I know. I know diesel, electric, and steam. Well, I'm like, well, that's a diesel engine. And let's see. Are there windows? No windows? No people? No passengers? That's a freight train. And then she would be like, okay. And what? And then, look like, at the look at the logic. Like, look at <laughs> look at the Sherlock Holmes trains over here. So then, like using two, deductive reasoning on trains, man, man. Two seconds later, new train. Da da. What train is that? Well, it's a diesel engine. Do we see windows? No. And then, like after doing it, you know, 151 times, the second time we watch it. Da <laughs> da. What train is that? Well, doesn't have any. It doesn't have any windows. No windows, no people, no passenger. That's right. So what kind of train is it? Freight train. Oh, it's oh, the best. It's the best. I want to see steam uh, train. I want to see steam train. So then I show her like a steam train. Coming. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, it's North 23. Um, <laughs> so then like she see, I don't like that steam train. <laughs> you have your favorites on this i want to see big steam train like if she sees one that's like uh you know the cedar point rock and roller coast steam train she's like yeah. nah that's bullshit i want a real steam train i want like you know the gray line i want i want that nice stuff look i paid my money God, what are they? CTX is is that like the the big train line? CTX. CTX in Union Union Pacific and um, Southern Pacific and yeah, like all the like she likes she likes them all, you know. But then she'll be like, "Dada, what train is that?" Well, it's a diesel engine and it has windows. Windows, people, passengers. That's so cute. Also, cut to you getting some sort of train gift every father's day. And this becomes, Oh, my dad was a huge train guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> she doesn't know. Because you suffered through a video. How little I care about trains. <laughs> Good. I, my next seven father's days. <laughs> All trains because she likes I trains. You choose you. Yep. It's like, you don't understand. I, I don't like trains. I like you. Yeah. <laughs> I personally, if I had been in that room, would have been making night train and crazy train references. Not because helpful. I know that I know that she's not gonna pick up on them, but they would amuse me to get through the hundred and fifty one trains. Honestly, it flies by with that oh, what train is that? Oh, uh, I can't wait for that part. I can't wait it's, for that part. It really is great. 
Like we doesn't Ted like trains though? I know he, he like does, he does turn to me and say, "Dada, what train is that?" Well, because no, I'm just saying. Well, I mean, I would hope that he doesn't. I would no, hope I mean, that Andy really... doesn't turn to you and say, "Dada," but like, I, yeah, I you know, I'm just saying that like if you were like, I can't handle any more goddamn trains. Yeah, uh, Ted tags in. He and... could. No, I'm I'm more excited about. I I want Andy to ask me about trains and dinosaurs. I want him to ask both of us about that. Just I just want him to talk and have opinions about things. He has he has opinions. I just want him to be able to express them, express them, verbalize them, and talk yeah. about them, and and really, yeah. You know, honestly, I'll take that as our break. I'll take that as our <laughs> intermission. Okay, great. Yeah, parent talk. And we're back. Joe Flaherty is turning up the charm and the and the multiple uh, flowers. Now it's uh, let's go away to Paris. Paris, Paris, Paris. I want to drag you so, far, uh, far away. I just want to, I just want to point out that roses have thorns, and throwing a dozen roses at somebody could cut them. <laughs> Here, Andy, catch he this barbed wire. Shucks, that dozen roses right at her. Please don't get romance, Matt. You're right. I don't. I. Oh, I would. I would take a thousand rose cuts. Uh. <laughs> Before I, nope, I got nothing. Here I You're am, right. here I am in my bubble bath, candles lit, listening to Krista Berg sing Lady in Red, dying for a man to throw some roses in my face. And this uh, well, tart. The, the spatter pattern here, uh, you know, we thought originally these were self-inflicted wounds, uh, but the victim has a very, uh, notice it's a rose shape, blood spattered. It's a... she's, she's dead. <laughs> uh, quick side note, because uh, this is a show of side notes. I rest- I restarted Sin City recently. Oh, the oh. movie? Yeah, the Robert okay. Rodriguez directed. Um... I-, I was thinking there was a Sin City show and there wasn't. There was a sequel. Right. There was a sequel that was not as good. Okay. Um, I never saw the sequel. I, oh, I have not seen the sequel either. I just okay. know that it's not as good because I didn't see it. Anyway. <laughs> that's how that works that's a real trash can answer um anyway i what i love about sin city uh besides uh rosario dawson is um, what i was gonna say yeah is that uh every every it is a movie of poet laureate scumbags Yeah. Every voiceover is done by somebody who who has been writing prose prior to speak. This city stinks like a whore in the sun. <laughs> like, wait a minute, what? Oh, I well, I mean it. that is that is pretty much Frank Miller's bread and butter, but yeah, yeah, but it's just like everybody, everybody's gonna talking. <laughs> Marv is really eloquent. <laughs> I don't remember faces. I don't remember name. Goldie. <laughs> so, yeah, all right all right the hyper violence makes up for it all but boy yeah. i can't i can't think of anything but goldie they gotta add the rubber tubing <laughs> goodbye elijah wood <laughs> um in walks and so we're back to the episode murray van pelt busts in it's like hey how are you and joe flaherty well, wait, we- we, uh, we forgot. We forgot. His we, office. We, yeah. And so 
the doctor walks in his office. He looks under the closet door and he sees his office is trash. Yes, his office is trashed, and he sees pink fabric, looks like a scarf, um, under his closet door. And that is when we get the beep, and Debbie says, your patient's here, and that is when Murray busts in uh, his throat. He walks in and smiles dumbly. Because he just walks in and has a fucking dumb smile. I'm not going to justify myself, whatever. No one is asking you to, Matt. <laughs> and he has a look on his face that says, I went to Pound Town. <laughs> yep. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, so he asks what happened in, in the room. Uh, he can't remember what happened last night after the salad. Uh, and he's been having flashbacks of violence. Uh, and of attacking and killing your wife. Uh, so for once in the episode, uh, Sherwin starts talking about, oh, well, no, don't you see that my wife represents your mother? And then by killing her, you are shutting the electric complex and blah, blah, blah. blah it's blah, your blah, id, blah, man. Blah. And um, my favorite thing is Murray's like, all I remember was having that radicchio salad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How does Murray know about radicchio? I know. Yeah. I know. This is like 90s health food times 10. Yeah. But there we go. You had to vanquish so, her. But uh, at this point, Murray says something about like, well, I took your wife and I chopped her uh, up into pieces. I chopped her up into bits and I hid all the pieces. Um, And... What do you think? What do you think about that? Um, and I, I, I think he tried to justify it or whatever. And then we hear uh, Luann's voice, and I think he kind of like. Well, I don't think he he did. He he freaks out a little bit because he's hearing her voice. And that's when I think he yells at Murray, like you were supposed to kill her, and and you know, I don't know. Yeah, basically, you were my supposed notes. To... My notes kind of fall apart at this point. Well, he opens the door in his office, and uh, nobody, nobody. Well, he opens the closet door, nobody there, just the scarf on the floor. Then he goes to where his um, assistant is. He opens that door into the uh, lobby of his office, and there's his wife. And let me just say, va 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 voom. She, oh, she's wearing like cheetah print or some shit. Yeah, we got a real uh, ZZ Top legs scenario going here. Yeah, she goes yeah, from absolutely. zero to hero in this one. Yeah, she is properly dicked, which means the femme fatale <laughs> is out. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is ready to murder her husband. <laughs> and she lays it on about, like, he may not look like much, but he gave me everything I needed. And then, like, the doctor, Dr. Joe Flaherty is like, well, you're not the only one with a side piece. I got a yeah. side piece. Hey, Hey, hey uh, side piece, we're going to Paris. We're, we're going to Paris. And she's like, like, we are not going to Paris. I have a boyfriend. I, have a boyfriend. I just and, like, let you do that in, in the, the office. office is fine, but like, no, not, not at all. Well, this is not what I expected. Well, 
see see you guys later. Oh, so he gives the ticket. He gives the tickets to Paris to his wife and Murray. Uh, and then as they're as they've left, he yells, um, I hope you choke on all the farfall. And that is when uh, Murray Yeah, Murray breaks through the door. Uh, Sherwin is is trying to wake him up, but it's not working. Uh, and he says, remember, when you're hypnotized, you can only do what Murray truly wants. And that is when Murray grabs him by the throat and uh, chokes him and executive producer Richard P. Rubenstein. Let's go to the writer's room. I don't think I would change much. I think this episode's pretty sound as a pound. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for what it is, you got, you know, the, the shrew wife. You got the shrew wife, but really she... She wasn't really a shrew. She wasn't though. a shrew. She was just... But, like, you have the shrew wife. wife you have the, sure, the bimbo but... secretary, who ends up not being a bimbo at all. Like, I liked yeah. for, for 90s... Uh, I thought this was very uh, smartly written. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good episode. It's a Any solid changes. episode. Um, I knew it was tongue-in-cheek, but it didn't turn me off. It worked. It works as an episode. It works for me. Jen, give us a scale. Uh, scale of one to ten uh, farfuls. I would say this is a solid seven. Seven farfuls? Seven, seven and a half. I was going to give it eight. Eight farfuls. There we go. All right. Um, all right. Perfect. Uh, we... Not a much must watch, but of all of the uh, comedy episodes we've seen before. Uh, oh, this is a much watch of all the comedy one. episodes. Yeah. 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 You know, it actually has people that can do comedy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, with that alone, that makes it a 10 from those episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, make sure that you are a friend of ours on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Uh, Facebook seems to be where we're posting the most. So, um, if you're there, that's probably the easiest place to interact with us. Uh, getting on the old transmissions mailbag, let us know what you think of this episode. And we'll uh, get back to you in six to 10 months. We'll talk to you in <laughs> six to 10 months. Uh, guys, am I forgetting anything? Uh, try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. 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 Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hanson, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Belly Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T on the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTDS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.